announcement. The hemp revolution will not be televised. I repeat, the hemp revolution will not be televised. Welcome to the Hemp Revolution podcast, the global hotspot for the buzz and the cannabis. You can hear the stories of the green rush from the dreamers who are writing the rules, innovating the business and changing history forever. Immerse yourself with the fascinating stories from the leaders in the hemp health revolution to learn how we are changing the game forever. Introducing your hosts, James Brinkerhoff and Sonia Gomez. Gomez here coming from Denver, Colorado. Super excited to be on another episode with you of the Hemp Revolution podcast, where we are sharing and telling the stories from behind the scenes of the entrepreneurs who are pushing this incredible industry forward. Today, we have an incredible guest, a chemical engineer who is specializing in food research and development for tinctures, topical vape formulations, manufacturing and scaling chemical processes for cannabinoids, terpenes, and flavor chemistry. Anthony, our guest for today, oversees product development and manufacturing and branding for Ignite's CBD line. We're going to be talking about the future paths for the hemp and cannabis industry and all about the behind the scenes and the dirty, dirty on the peaks and valleys of CBD and cannabis entrepreneurship. Put your hands together and help me welcome our good friend, Mr. Anthony O'Brien. Hey, what's up, Anthony? Hey, everybody. Great to, great to be on here. Excited to talk today. Yeah, me too. I'm excited to hear more about Ignite. Why don't you give us a quick and dirty on who you are and what you are doing in the cannabis and hemp industry right now? Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, I appreciate the, the bio you gave on me. I work for Ignite. We're a large CPG cannabis brand. Um, we sell lots of CBD products across the United States and in the United Kingdom. Um, we also sell THC cannabis products in a uh, California and Nevada. Um, but yeah, I, I oversee all the formulation and product development for, for our CBD line. I manage our uh, manufacturing operations, assist all of our marketing to make sure all the branding is correct and accurate. I do a lot of the, the, the quality control as well, so doing all the full panel testing as the goods come off the line. And just try to strategize and, and just understand what, what products consumers want next. Can you share with us a little bit? I think there's a lot of folks in here who are, you know, looking at potentially making that corporate to cannabis jump and trying to figure out how they can leverage their existing skill sets to get that ideal position in the space. We also have folks who are like, should I start my own brand and business in this industry? And I'm like be educated, be empowered, know what your options are. So from your perspective, somebody who's made that jump with your professional training and certifications, you know, what were some of the challenges that you faced in trying to make that corporate to cannabis jump? Or have you always been in cannabis and hemp? Talk to me a little bit about that journey and, and what your considerations were. Yeah, that, that's a great question. So I started in the polymer chemicals industry. So um, polymer manufacturing. Mm -hmm. uh, I also did a job in, in the food R&D space, uh, which is kind of gave me a lot of insight onto how formulations work in the cannabis side, like how to make edibles and tinctures and stuff. But um, 
Yeah, it, it is a little different entering this space, obviously, because it's so new. Really doing your due diligence on companies in particular. I leverage LinkedIn to enter the space, which I, which I love. You know, actually just being able to connect with your future boss or somebody higher up at a company, you know, directly through LinkedIn is extremely powerful. But yeah, like really doing your due diligence on who the company is, what they do, if they're actually real, if they're still going to be around in one year. That's really important. But yeah, if you, if you leverage LinkedIn and, and get a, a, like a 30 minute meeting with a manager, director in your department that you're thinking about and just kind of understand where their company's going, where they need help, and then maybe schedule a follow up call to kind of explain how you can contribute. That's a really great entry point into the industry. I think that there's a bad misconception right now for the industry, I would say, has a bad reputation for being quote unquote cash rich. And I'm probably probably my fault in a sense, because I'm always like, who, you know, how many of you are thinking about getting involved with this incredible, you know, exciting cash rich industry, but at the same time, I'm managing expectations by saying like, you can't come into this space, which is a pretty tight knit circle of people, right? Especially in cannabis, but in cannabis and hemp, this is a relationship based business and you can't come out with your cup and be like, yo, what can I get? you know, I'm so smart. What can I get from this industry that's cash rich and charge two, three times more than you would if it was another business? You really always have to, you have to come into this space asking the question, what value can I bring? And so doing that sort of self-check and self-evaluation to make sure that you're bringing that real value is major. What are some of the most exciting things that you're doing in your business right now, Anthony? I love that you're working on the formulation side and something tells me you, you probably get to work on innovating formulas quite a bit. What excites you most about what you're doing right now? Yeah, that's that's a, another great question. Um, well, it's really exciting to see the Ignite CBD line scale globally. The launching in the United Kingdom was super exciting. Um, you know, getting into all of the doors of distribution this year. So actually being in retail stores is super exciting as well. Some exciting product innovation stuff is definitely playing around with all the cannabinoids. So again, in 2018, the Farm Bill passed and, you know, which legalized hemp. And in the beginning of the year, the, the primary raw ingredient was just dirty CBD distillates or a CBD isolate. However, now I get to play with CBN distillates, CBG isolates, CBC isolates, and all these crazy cannabinoids, and I can make my own special ratio product. So it's just really special. It's really new. It's really exciting and challenging that I can't really Google a lot of this stuff. It's kind of just a lot of trial and error and experimenting. So um, I would say that's probably the most exciting part of the last few months of what I've been up to. Hell yeah, man. I'm super excited. You know, one of the things I'm old head, right? I, I, I like to say that I'm an old head. I'm originally from the Humboldt Hills. Like original, I was born in Santa Cruz, grew up in Northern California. My husband's getting ready to go back up to my mom still owns property over in Mendocino County. My husband's getting ready to do the trip from Santa Rosa where they're getting ready to have the Emerald Cup this weekend and go all the way up to Seattle to check out, you know, the temperatures on the industry out there. And I'm a little bit nostalgic on the old school way of like, man, did we really want science to come in here and pick mother nature apart, trying to discover what was going to be the most beneficial is like my old mindset, you know, just trying to stay true to the, to the grassroots of this whole thing. And then at the same time, the innovation entrepreneur side of me was like, fuck yeah, man, here we are like ripping this whole thing apart, trying to figure out what aspects of this thing are really creating the transformations. And I really believe, and I want to dive into like what you think the future landscape of this industry is going to look like, because my personal opinion is, and, and I'm already starting to see it, you know, with some of my clients and friends, 
I believe that we are moving into a, a time for customized compounds. I think that we're going to start to use gen genomic testing, genetic coding, and really understand like what our bodies as individuals need rather than creating base formulas that, you know, are for a quote unquote condition. We're going to start creating formulations that are for the condition of the person. What do you think the future from a science, science and formula base, what do you think the future of this industry is going to look like, let's say three to five years from now? Yeah, that, I mean, that's a really hard question to answer, but um, I definitely think all the marketing is going to be more data driven and scientific driven, which, which it really needs to be because consumers are really confused right now, especially just with so many brands popping up, you know, every day and, and just trying to really basically advertise the same products in different ways. So it does con confuse consumers. I definitely think the formulations will become more advanced. For example, we pretty much have three categories on market right now, right? We have isolate CBD, broad spectrum CBD, and full spectrum CBD. But that doesn't really give you a good insight into what that actual formulation is, right? So definitely having more ratio-based products, compounded products that are kind of backed by data or focus group studies for, for, for certain companies will be extremely powerful. I think you'll see more, unfortunately, more pharma groups coming in, uh, more larger companies kind of doing more like active pharmaceutical ingredient development around the cannabinoid side. And I also think that people are going to start to understand the other uh, compounds in the plant as well. You know, not, not just the cannabinoids, but how the terpenes play a role, how the, the flavonol chemicals play a role, how various other chemical constituents play a role. So. I think you're pretty spot on when you say things will become a little more compounded and, and tailored to maybe an individual and their needs. Gene editing is, is pretty prevalent on, on the hemp breeding side. This year, the, the CBG plants were being harvested, so they're really cool. They, they pretty much have like 18% by weight CBG instead of CBD, and, and they did that through uh, um, CRISPR-Cas9 gene editing. So I, I think you're, from what you said, you're pretty spot on and kind of where the direction's heading at least. It's so exciting to see the evolution from the cultivator's side, too. I think, you know, I think I had, I'll just speak for myself, you know, because who else, I, that's who I know best. But for myself, I always felt like the, the farmer would be pretty resistant to the evolution that the people who were committed to cannabis would stay committed to cannabis and the people who were committed to hemp would stay committed to hemp and we've created this whole you know microchasm so the what the happy medium i guess of the cannabis cultivators who have jumped into hemp genetically modifying the plant to make it you know, cannabinoid rich in these other areas besides THC. Whereas here in Colorado, we're up against a landscape and I'm, I'm sure out in California as well, we're up against a landscape where people are just like blowing out the numbers of THC to create. And, and it's almost like, I call it alien weed. It's fucking alien weed. Like you can't smoke that shit without going to fucking space. You know what I mean? And, and it's not the cannabis of my childhood. Like I really liked my purple and my Kush. And uh, nowadays, like, if I get the wrong strain, watch like that kids have to be cleared out of the house because I am bleaching everything. I literally feel like I just, it's crazy. So, but I'm excited to, on the flip side, I'm excited to see the innovation and cultivation on the other side because I'm sure it gives you really i mean the best formulations come from the best product like products and ingredients right it's not like um like gerber baby made billions off of that 
commercial where like, oh, the best baby food starts with the best ingredients that are grown in the best farms, right? And it's the same thing with formulations for Ignite. Tell, tell me a little bit about the cannabis side of things. What products are you guys distributing for for cannabis? That's exciting. Yeah, you know, I, I don't deal too much in that division. I, I help out occasionally, but we sell flour and pre-rolls, grams, eighths. And we sell uh, disposable vape pens, 0.3 gram, 0.5 gram of, uh, of, of THC distillate. And we sell uh, different types of hydrocarbon extracts. So like live resins, different types of sauces. You know, we kind of sell like a standard product portfolio. And we kind of, we're trying to roll that out into as many rec states as we can. Uh-huh. So right now we're in Cal- California and Nevada and then hoping to get into like the Michigan, the Iowa's, Colorado's a tough one, especially. So so we're like the Oregon's and Washington's, but really trying to get into as many rec legal states as we can. Uh, that kind of makes sense and has business opportunity. Yeah, I love that. Tell me a little bit about your guys' days. And, and I know you're primarily working on the formulation side. What was the this whole buzz around vape cartridges? Did you guys shift your business? Did it shake your cage, you know, to start to see this whole vaporizing scandal come out into the marketplace? Or did you guys stay steadfast and still continue down your trail? You know, that's a good question. I think, you know, during the scare, sure, it might have, you know, impacted business a bit. But it became pretty clear that the the culprit of the outbreaks was just people buying 510 THC cards off God knows who, and it contained dirty distillates with pesticides and microbial contamination, as well as just cutting agents that aren't meant to be vaped, just like, you know, what you heard of as vitamin E acetate. But our, our formulas here at Ignite for, you know, our CBD and THC lines are really clean. We've sold tens of thousands of units. Everybody loves them. No, no health complaints. And we only use ingredients that have at least some data or historical you know, vaping from consumers. So we're, we're pretty much back full force. Our products, again, are really clean and, you know, we're not really too concerned moving forward. Nice. I love that. I, I really enjoy vaporizing. I, I believe that it is the, the most effective and probably cleanest way for you. Like smoking, I'm, I'm a roots girl. I will always go for smoking. The <laughs> but at the same time, like if you're looking for a clean des- delivery system, that's not going to compromise your respiratory system, I would certainly go for a vaporizer. So I'm glad that those, those are still available because it's, it's also the fastest way to impact. Like I have anxiety. I, if I want to go to sleep or whatever, like I'm going to reach for an inhalant so I don't have to wait 45 minutes for that shit to kick in. You know what I mean? From a business perspective, I'd love to hear from you. What have been some of the challenges in your key role in Ignite's company? What are some of the challenges that you guys have been up against as a business owner in the cannabis and CBD space? Yeah, great. that's a really great question. Well, one challenge that a lot of you know, consumers don't really see unless they're in the industry is all of the packaging regulations and how frequently they change. Mm-hmm. So, you know, constantly had having to overlay packages with just new stickers and icons that need to be on there. And, and then this, each state may be different in, in their, you know, specific rules and what they want on the packaging. So getting all the packaging compliance everywhere it's being sold is low key a challenge, honestly. Um, <laughs> so that's, it, it, it really is. 
no, and and you wouldn't think you wouldn't think so. You're like, oh, it's just a box with some words on it, but it it's more of a challenge than you think. So that's low one. Key, definitely. I, <laughs> I love that you're like low key. That's a challenge. <laughs> oh, that's but, uh, badass. Another another really cha- challenging thing is finding people who actually say they can do what they are saying they can do. So, you know, different suppliers who claim they have extracts or, or, or different manufacturers who, who say they can do things. And, you know, most of the time it's all just the front. They're, they're middlemanning or brokering something or, or, or lying or deceiving. So, you know, really being patient and doing your due diligence on who you're working with, where you're getting your raw ingredients, making sure everything is actually what they claim it to be has, has been a challenge. You know, everybody just kind of saw this industry as a gold mine. Everybody just hops in and, and speaks the buzzwords. And since the industry is so young, there's not that much of an established vetting process or, you know, like supplier list or brand list. So definitely, you know, like I said, partnering and, and using the right people has been a challenge, but we've been able to navigate through it. I didn't realize that raw ingredients was such a challenge. Like I just expected manufacturers to have that shit on. I was like, you guys are the, you guys are the people, right? Like, why don't you have this stuff figured out? But my girlfriend, who's been in raw ingredient sourcing for about 35 years, is like the main source for vape and a lot of like everyday mainstream brands that you see and hear of every single day. Um, and she's been in business for 35 years. And sh- I love her. She really brought me up to speed on the whole like, raw ingredient thing she's like oh no dude you can't get a and b and c and d you know and if you do it's usually x y and z from you know such and such country like china or whatever and it's not great quality and i'm like no like i can't i couldn't believe it i was i was was admittedly naive when it came to that particular subject matter so um, and i also have to agree with you that people just saw this as a green rush and came in just running their mouth i'm totally guilty of it in the very beginning myself of being like oh yeah we can totally figure that out and realizing that my contacts didn't actually have the capability to take on the volume that they had to make you know specific adjustments to be able to cater to the demand and like it my husband and i have been in this space for 35 years so understand that when we came out of the hills and into the mainstream you know it was to support legislative development we owned and operated one of the first licensed dispensaries we moved to online publication because there was just zero education on any of it and we didn't realize that like wow to serve the masses you really have to have a specific kind of capacity you know that most people just don't have and wish they had and their mouth runs faster than their legs can carry and whoa problem so we had to, everybody had to upgrade their contacts, had to add, upgrade their co- capabilities. And I think now we're starting to see sort of that third tier, that third wave that's stabilizing the industry a bit more. For Ignite's brands, what do you guys hope to accomplish in the next six to 12 months with your brand? And, and I'm asking from both an impact perspective and an income perspective. What are some of your guys' goals in the next six to 12 months. I measure success in those two categories by the impact that you're making with your products, but also in your community. And then what, what is the income goals that you guys are shooting for right now? Yeah, great, great question. We Ignite's going to be one of the first few brands to really release some truly unique products. So we have, we're coming out with some like uh, CBG tinctures, CBG vapes, 
as well as CBN full spectrum tinctures and CBN full spectrum vapes kind of with customized terpene profiles. So we're kind of seeing beyond the CBD craze and more on the cannabinoid, you know, craze. So mm-hmm. we're going to be one of the, the early brands to release some of the other minor cannabinoid, you know, heavy and heavy and CBG, CBN type formulation. So that'll be really exciting. We have some really cool delivery systems coming out on the nano emulsion tincture side. So, you know, forexing bioavailability, increasing your onset speed, all that great stuff. Uh, we'll get to be kind of a thought leader in that. Also, kind of in the 12-month landscape, really kind of defining what broad spectrum means to consumers. You know, we kind of we want them to understand what, what chemicals they're putting in their body. So that's probably our other third role. So really coming out with really unique cannabinoid cues, coming out with coming out with uh, custom effect profiles, and then kind of giving more consumers education on like what broad and full spectrum means are kind of our innovation and consumer goals. On the, the revenue side, well, we're, we're a pretty big brand already, but we want to ideally 5X our, our revenue this year, get into about 10 global markets and uh, hopefully go public on the U.S. stock exchange, you know, maybe in a year or two. Wow, that's amazing. What incredible, I, I love that. Um, incredible goals. Are you guys building in any sort of philanthropic work in-house or are there things that you guys are giving back to right now? We always try to uh, do things around the holidays, donation stuff. In specifics coming up, I, I, I can't speak on that. That's, again, that's not really my department. Yeah, yeah. But no, we, we definitely always try to think of that. But yeah, I mean, and you know, back to, back to the, the, the revenue and business goals, really just want to become one of the leading, C, not only CBD, but cannabinoid brands, as well as just a lifestyle brand because that's kind of what ignite is we don't just sell cannabis yeah. products we sell we sell merchandise we you know we sell social influencers so we're we're trying to really become like a a new age popular lifestyle brand so you know yeah. that's kind of our, our our big our big picture love that for yourself what are some of the things that that you think about or I'll, I'll even say worry about with the changing landscape of the industry, having goals and, and aspirations and knowing that you're aligned with your team to achieve these things is certainly the comfort for you. But I know being a business owner and I know for a lot of the business owners, even consumers who listen to our show, there's always something that we like there's always that concern or consideration that keeps us up at night. For you, what is something that you think about or worry about with the changing landscape in the industry? Uh, I really worry about big players taking it over and monopolizing it. You know, that that's always been a concern. It's probably a concern on your end as well. Yeah. Uh, but, and just kind of what, you know, when, when a massive player comes in and takes up a good percentage of a market and, and a certain vertical, you know, what what happens then to all the people who are employed in the space and, you know, how do the products shift and distribution shift? So it's worrisome just kind of on how drastically the, the, the industry could change. That's kind of where, you know, it's a little concerning. I couldn't agree with you more. I think about that all the time. Like one of my biggest competitors, Learn Greenflower, and I, I got nothing but love for my people in the industry. Like, I only say competitors because we have a similar business model and he gives me a lot to strive for. I think our impact is a little bit bigger, but somehow he's been able to raise $20 million for an education development that is only 
like it really his business model is like self-beneficial he doesn't trickle down and pay the people who contribute to his content and the people who are consuming his content are paying a lot for it so it's <laughs> i mean he's making a mint but he's definitely coming at it from a corporate perspective so it takes a lot of that personal connection out of it and i'm already watching like because i collaborate with a lot of the content contributors as well i'm already seeing a lot of people feeling like quote unquote, left out, left out of the evolution of the growth of the company and feeling like, wow, I really contributed a lot of value in the very beginning there. And I feel like I should have, you know, more acknowledgement, right? But they don't. And so I can't help but feel like that could very quickly become the reality here is bigger businesses come in and there's more money that the soul of the industry that is that has really shaped us as who we are, you know, might be compromised and i'm always wondering and thinking about like what can we do to keep the to keep that grassroots like feeling but also like who doesn't want to make money right like we all are working our asses to, <laughs> to make money so but again the two points of conversion are what's the impact that we're making and what is, and how does that translate into revenue and i think as big business comes in here we're going to be like switching that from how much money can we make and still keep a good impact you know so i'm i i have to second that with you i'm always concerned about you know how the how the connection and collaboration with our with our customers going to change as we have to compete with big business and who are going to be the brands that get that sell out or get bought out by big business. What would be a couple of key pieces of advice that you would offer a budding entrepreneur in this space, you know, or even an established brand who is hitting a glass ceiling or a brick wall and needs to break through from your perspective, working in this incredible business, um, that's, you guys are really on a great trajectory to succeed right now. What would be some key, one or two key pieces of advice that you would offer somebody who's maybe a couple miles behind you on the on this road yeah great great question i think in focus on innovation focus on uh you know products that are unique or better right just just the core entrepreneurship principles like you know what is your value proposition so that's kind of my advice to existing brands like you know what's your plan to innovate and be different and be better uh advice to people entering and entrepreneurs entering in this industry definitely stay away from just a cbd brand if that's your big idea you're gonna, it's too late for that, unfortunately. I definitely think brands and companies should be hiring you know, more technical people, dealing more chemists and biochemists and engineers and uh, all, all sorts of different types of scientists and, and kind of bringing the, you know, the people, the, the, the brains of the other industries into the cannabis industry. I, I think that's, a, that's an interesting play and much needed play as well. And really just spreading the education as well. Like, you know, if you, if you feel like you have a good understanding of certain concepts of related to cannabis or cannabinoids, like being open about how you feel your thoughts and forums and online is really important you know consumers are looking for people and influencers and you know people just doing like what you're doing to you know lean on and trust and get information from such great pieces of advice i think my words of wisdom that i will connect to that is ditto and do and diddle <laughs>
you you just gave like such great pieces of advice. I think influencer networks are underutilized right now. And I know because I have dozens of influencers who are reaching out to me daily asking like, Sonia, how can we help this movement? Our crew is asking us about, you know, they're, they're just trying to figure out how they can be a part of the movement, leveraging their network. And I am working to bring on brands who want to get connected to the right influencers. And what I've been doing is pairing brands with brand ambassadors so that there's that direct match and I'm coaching the brand ambassador to be more effective in their, the way that they're distributing products on behalf of these brands. And I cannot tell you, it has been such an incredible marriage because I'm kind of the queen of ambassadors as far as the cannabis and hemp movement goes. We have a million followers, we're, you know, 76,000 subscribers, we're opening new channels for distribution all the time. And so people are looking to me for that type of guidance. And we have been testing the strategy on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook. And depending on the demographic that you're serving, we're seeing incredible results. So if you're a brand out there and you are looking for ways to connect to uh, capture and connect and convert an audience without having to spend a ton of time and money risking your social media and um, website, you definitely should look at influencer marketing. It's such a powerful strategy. Um, and then finally, I will say, I will have to agree a thousand percent that innovating beyond what's already there is your only goal when getting into the space. You have to bring on people who are like, um, Anthony, who have the technical background to be able to contribute to the innovation of your products so that you're not another brand. Those are my words of wisdom. I'm super grateful for your time today. What are some final words that you have for our community before we end today's interview? Uh, not much else. Um, it's, it was a pleasure. Uh, you you guys have a great viewpoint on the industry. and you know, It's so cool to hear about everything that you, you Sonia, and, and your team is doing. So uh, I really appreciate it. If you ever need any, any other consultation or advice or just want to catch up again, feel free to reach out. Heck yeah, I do. You're you're going in my speed dial, my friend. I'm really excited to <laughs> be connected to you guys and to continue to celebrate your guys' success. And for me, this podcast is a way for us to start building relationships. And so I extend the invitation, vice versa. If there's anything that we can do to support your celebration of releasing new products or um, you know your philanthropic efforts, or if you're going to be at specific events, please let us know. We'll continue to um, be a voice for you guys and just really happy to continue to celebrate the way that we are creating change in this industry um, through the products and, and the people that we serve. So really appreciate you and we will continue to build our friendship over time. And for those of you guys who are listening, thank you so much for being a part of this incredible community. And when you share content like this, you are helping us to be a part of the impact that we are creating for millions of people's lives around the world. Because you like and share content, just like today's interview, we've been able to impact hundreds of millions of people and quite literally are moving the needle for legalization and how we are helping cannabis and hemp become a mainstream, widely accepted conversation and solution for the way that you care for yourself, the people that you love, and the conditions you may be suffering from. We are beautiful human beings, and I am so grateful to have you guys a part of our community. If you're a person looking for products you can trust, check us out at medicalsecrets.com. And if you are a budding entrepreneur or existing brand looking to break through the glass ceilings for marketing, banking, 
stable supply chain formulations, any of the things that make your business go. Check us out at theemeraldcircle.com. Thanks so much for being on with us today. And you guys, I'm your hostess with the mostest, Tony Gomez, and this is The Hemp Revolution. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to another rock star episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Gomez. And just for you, we took notes on this episode along with the links and other resources mentioned inside of today's show. Get them for free right now by going to theemeraldcircle.com. Now, if you want more on this, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcast or wherever you like to listen, and you will be automatically entered in to our monthly giveaway where you can get swag bags, all kinds of cool gifts and discounts from our guests and exclusive offers that are only mentioned right here in the Hemp Revolution podcast. I can't wait for you to share this with your friends. With your help, we've been able to impact millions of people's lives around the world with the truth about hemp and cannabis. And we know that you love us so much that you're going to leave a review and rate us right now on your favorite platform to absorb content just like this. Now, we challenge you to dream big and love the life that you live. Thanks so much. And we hope to see you on our next episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast. Ciao for now.